Good morning. It is now 9.42 a.m. It's September 21st, I fucking think. One year. One fucking year anniversary of Maria. Maria. Why'd you come to my island, Maria? That cunty bitch. I always knew I was going to get fucked by a Spanish girl. Maria. My name's Angel Mamo. I am Spanish. I am Puerto Rican descent, meaning my parents were born and raised in Puerto Rico. But I was raised in the jungles of Chicago. So I'm a Chicago Rican. I'm a pork chop. So I'm going to start this podcast off calling it The Situation. The Situation fucking room. The half reeking edition. I remember I took notes on October the 10th. Thinking I was going to record something just to cope with what was happening on the island of Puerto Rico. And I did do bullet points, but I just never got around to it. And right now, I find myself in Chicago a year later. I've been here since... Fuck. Let's see. January, February, March, April. Um, I think before April. Maybe. What month is before April? Anybody? Uh, Mind you, I'm a little stoned. So bear with me. When Irma first came, Irma was the first hurricane to slap the shit out of Puerto Rico. Uh, I didn't pay it no mind. I'm like, okay, that's light. Touched us, but not not, not bad. But when Maria, when Maria came to town, my, my, my door, if you can picture a lung breathing, that was my door. It was like a lung breathing, bro. It was made out of tin. Most doors are made out of tin. Not most doors, but my door, my apartment door was made out of tin. It was strong, but not strong for a fucking Hurricane 5. And, uh, and there it went. It was possibly the most surreal, scariest shit I've ever experienced. It, It was ridiculous. It was like the zombie apocalypse when it was done. I remember I went for a walk with my dog, Rock. Rock, eh? And, and dude, it was like the streets were fucking completely empty. Uh, Electricity cables on the floor. Poles of the electricity cables on the floor. Houses missing roofs. I was, you know what I was looking for? Because I didn't prepare. If you think I prepare with food or anything like that, nope. I think what I did the night prior was I went... First, I think, I think I uh, bought a steak, a big porterhouse steak, with um, with uh, fuck, with uh, sweet potato, uh, and um, a little bit of butter. I think I put on it, and garlic and uh, onions. That's what I had, and I had bought a cigar. I bought two cigars, one to smoke, and then the other one to smoke after the hurricane. After I got fucked. Or the island got fucked. But that's how I kind of spend it 
in a funny way in my head to kind of cope with the situation because it was kind of grim. I uh, moved to Puerto Rico by myself, Puerto Rico by myself, um, because I am Puerto Rican descent. I have no really uh, no family there that I know of. Um, so I kind of went just to experience what my people and living on the island was about. You know what I mean? Because there is a big difference between a Chicago Rican and somebody that's born and raised on the island. A complete different. And I don't know if even the Ricans know they've never been to Puerto Rico. No, I think they are just prideful of the flag. I don't even know if they know the history. They probably do. I'm just talking shit. But anyways, it was a shock, bro. I remember uh, I was talking to this one girl and she kept me from going insane a little bit because again, I didn't have any family there. So like when the hurricane shit happened, um, you know how the the job is no more. They closed down the hotel because it was too destroyed, I guess. Bullshit. Um, It wasn't that bad. I actually saw a lot more getting destroyed at the hotel. Um, but there was another hotel? Holy shit. They just remodeled and they just got... They got fucked. They got destroyed. My hotel got a lot of flooding. A lot of breakage uh, on the windows by the by Oceanside. But nothing crazy like the other hotel. I believe it was called Caribe Hilton. Shout out to Caribe. Caribe. Shout out to the workers over there. Before and after. I remember I would talk to this one girl and I would tell her, um, send pussy quick, SOS. I send that uh, as a a text. When everybody was looking for food, I was looking for weed just to cope, you know. And good thing I started fasting, you know what I mean? Like I started on a strict schedule. From this time to this time, usually just one big meal a day. You weren't able to take out money or anything like that in the beginning because there was no power. Um, But as soon as uh, generators and and more in the metropolitan area got uh, got up and going, man, which it feels like it took fucking forever. But things started... uh, started uh, progressing as far as like getting where to get water um, restaurants started opening local restaurants started opening with generator power uh, that would cook simple shit you know whatever was left in the refrigerator um, they would you know post it on the window hey we have this this and this for this price and if you had cash motherfucker you were able to eat alright but however that's not how it works over there. You live kind of check to check. And you don't live check to check because you want to. You live check to check because you almost have to. Because you don't get paid very well down there. And you don't. And people want to talk shit and be like, well, Puerto Ricans are lazy. They only spend money. Why do you have an iWatch? Because you know what, dude? It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks to be so poor. Where if you can just get yourself a toy that you can't even fucking afford. At least it'll get your mind off the poorness. You know? Even off the hunger. That's why you see a fucking poor motherfucker with a fucking iPhone 7. You think he paid for that in cash? No, he's paying for that monthly, bitch. It's it's a different... You know what? I had almost the same opinion, you know, before I experienced what I experienced on the island. You know? My people are fucking resilient. 
They handle the shit. And if they don't have it, they make it. And if they can't make it, they'll fucking make it. It's crazy. Everybody was helping everybody. Stress was crazy. Stress was at a at a hundred around the island. No electricity meant no no uh, no traffic lights. Cops weren't really visible at all in the beginning at all. They were with their families, which meant these fucking little criminals, street people, would start breaking into places at night because at night you don't see shit, dude. Like I actually. I went out on my bicycle at night just to see how bad it was. And holy shit. You see, you see the people who are out to fucking do bad. You know what they look like. You know what their faces, expressions look like. You can just tell. You can tell, dirty motherfucker. I was running around on my bike, which is a... which is like a track bike. It's like a single gear bike for all you cyclists out there. It's a fixie. Not a fixie. It's a fixed gear, bitch. And uh, I remember, man, I just kind of like every time I needed... I had a truck, but, I, you know, gasoline. You had to wait like in line for almost 24 fucking hours. So, like, I made sure I just left it. I think I had like a half a tank of gas in the truck um, from driving around in the beginning. Because I did drive around and that's... Pretty fucking stupid. I actually drove around the next day. You know. Um, the next day. And I found myself almost getting into the worst volunteered accident I ever, I've ever, i ever experienced. Because I, I rode the Jeep on the expressway towards the lagoon. And uh, I, I was... At, at one moment, I was going to, like... Uh, kind of wondering like why the fuck am I the only one on this expressway and then I hit the lagoon and the lagoon had overpassed the highway so it was just all fucking water so I did what I knew I I, I just instantly just to just hit the accelerator all the way down to the ground Okay, this, the Jeep, it was a Jeep XJ, for all you Jeep XJ fans out there, which is the Jeep Classic. That serpentine belt flew the fuck off. So all my lights on my dash started lighting up like a fucking Christmas tree. But I just, like, I hit the accelerator. I'm always, like, the the tires are going, the fucking, that, what's that engine in there? The straight six? That fucking thing, I love that engine. I love you. It didn't quit on me. Dude, I don't know how deep of water I am, but I just remember the headlights hitting the, the, the water. It was parallel to the water. And Jeeps, they're not exactly low to the ground. They're pretty high. So I skidded. I don't know how far until I got to the other other side of the of, of highway where it was no water. I, I could, I guess maybe like 20, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't know. 60 seconds. I don't know. It can't be 60 seconds. It about a lot less than that. But man, it was, I was like a jet ski. Mind you, the, the, the lights, the warning lights on the Jeep are just flashing, overheating, oil pressure, check engine lights, any kind of light, lights that I haven't even seen before. 
So now I'm just kind of telling myself, oh my God, I broke it. Oh my God, I broke. I'm going to be stranded. I broke the fucking Jeep. I broke the fucking Jeep in my head. You know what I'm saying? But all in the meantime, I'm taking action and I'm fucking still not stopping. I told myself, listen, if you stop this Jeep, you're going to get stranded. So I hit the accelerator as fast as I could. Fast as fuck all the way to my, uh, to my apartment, which was literally 15 minutes from where I was, I think. Maybe a little less than 15 minutes. But dude, I hit trees. I got back on Condado Avenue. Passing my hotel that got fucked. So instead of... I thought about stopping, but then before I hit over the bridge to go to... uh, To pass Condado Plaza, I hit another big-ass puddle of water. This puddle wasn't as big as the one by the lagoon, but holy shit, I think that saved my engine. It cooled it off enough where I was able to make it home. Because I don't think if I was uh, able to cool off that engine, uh, it would have just overheated and I would have been just fucked. No Jeep. So on the way to my apartment, I hit a whole bunch of trees. Uh, there was trees all over the road. You had to maneuver. I went through a couple of trees. If you if you could imagine like a big adult-sized tree that's probably, you know, been there since my grandfather's generation, like on the fucking ground, you know, and, and you're literally deciding to go through the trees, okay, to the branches, you know, the top part of the tree. You just fucking drive right through it. My Jeep had all kinds of scratches and branches and green inside of the wheel wells and shit like that, but I finally had made it. And thank God I had a different serpentine. I had a brand new serpentine belt in the back that I had bought. It was just a better uh, rated uh, serpentine belt that I was like gonna put on, but I just never got to it, you know? But I remember the that next day, I decided to let it cool the fuck off. That next day, I installed it. I was very proud of myself. Very proud of myself that I installed it. Um, it was crazy, bro. Like, mosquitoes everywhere. I think the mosquitoes decided to fuck a lot because, man, they got pregnant and had babies. And I remember there was one night that I woke up like at 3 in the morning dripping sweat, right? Because there's no AC. There's no electricity, right? And I put the flashlight uh, towards my dog, Rocky. He had like a thousand uh, not flies, but like mosquitoes hovering over him. The poor son of a bitch. And I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, so I put him in my in my mattress. That was the only thing that didn't get wet. Uh, I put the mattress and you know the 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 blanket to cover the the mattress. I had made a tent with um with my broom. I cut my broom in half and kind of pitched it like an Indian tent. And that's where me and my dog kind of chilled at night because it was just too crazy. At another point, I started, uh, I built a bonfire inside my apartment. It was already fucked anyways. That apartment was already fucked. It was already flooded. It was already damaged. Um, So I put uh, two concrete, um, I don't know what you would call those, those things that that you buy for like whatever, like a couple dollars to, you know, build walls and shit. So I put four... To make a square. And in the middle I put one. One small one. And I would just burn branches that were just dry. I would collect all the branches around the fucking floor. Because I remember well. I think fire um, makes mosquitoes go away. I don't know where I got that idea. But I, I got that idea. 
And I started bonfires inside, of course, with all the windows open. It was crazy, but it worked. It was more of a relief. Uh, the fire um, that uh, kept me uh, relaxed, looking at it, believe it or not. And uh, no more mosquitoes. It's just a, a mess, you know, because, you know, fire inside a place isn't exactly cute and clean. So that's how I would stay inside mosquito free. Mosquito free. And uh, I would literally, at first you weren't able to do much, but as things, as days, uh, as days went by, I uh, got the opportunity to get cash out out of the ATM, and then you were able to get cash out, I think in, in only 20s they would permit at CVS. I think it was 20. And at the time, I think you would have, it could have done cash back, which is like 20 bucks. Um, but you were only able to take out a little money at a time at first, you know. Um, it, was, it was nuts. It was fucking crazy. It was like everything you would expect to, to, it to feel if the grid ever went down. Um, you, you can't do shit. You literally can't do shit. Your funds are frozen. There's no cash around. You think I would... Uh, you think I would have some kind of cash laying around just in case shit happens, you know what I'm saying? Because cash in those situations are king. You're able to buy shit, you know. Your debit card is useless. How much you have in your account is kind of useless because there's no there's no cash, there's no there's no barding for fucking food, you know. The grocery store, which was Supermax, still had food, but no water. They had canned stuff. They had food. But I'm sure in, in different towns, you know, let, let's get something straight. In the metro area, that's for tourists. Okay? It's tourists. Um, meaning that they're better off. You know, they, if you're going to compare them to people up in the mountains, like on the west side or east side of the island... It's it's a different that it's a different it's different how it's built. You understand? There's less. There's less of things. That's a better way of putting it. You know what I mean? With the metro area has so much so, so many things to it, you know, where you know the more into the island up in the mountains you go, the less the less they have, you know what I'm saying? And and I can only imagine what they went through. You know? Like a hundred times what we went through or what I went through, you know, because we experienced loss, we experienced uncomfortable, we experienced, some of us experienced sunburn, <laughs> crazy sunburn, some of us experienced no running toilets, I had to take shits in bags, there's no running water, thank God I had a dog, thank God I had Rocky. That's how. I, that's who kept me company. You know. I mean, I loved them already, but I loved them even more. You know, during the hurricane, um, it was nuts. It was definitely a a survival time in 
in Puerto Rico history, in Puerto Rico history. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Trump came to visit the island, that motherfucker created more traffic. We already had traffic and people waiting in line for gas, you know, for for their generators. Because it, you can't... Generators are a great temporary fix, but you can't... You can't be powering a whole... You know, a whole refrigerator, an air conditioner. You know what I'm saying? With just a generator, you you, you, you can. But you're going to be wasting a lot of gas, which in turn would would make these lines incredibly long. You know what I'm saying? Like... But when Trump came, uh, he just made more traffic. He made the lines longer. He stopped the highway. There's only one way inside the island. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he decided to take a motorcade. I was like, why can't you just take a fucking helicopter? You know what I'm saying? Why can't you just take a helicopter? Avoid creating more traffic. There was uh, road closures and shit, you know? And then uh, he threw toilet paper at the people. Which I... uh, It's a douchey thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Didn't your mother always tell you not to throw shit? Do you even have a mother? My hotel, which was Condado Plaza Hilton... Um, hired this this company outside uh, to do their remodel. An outside company. Carl, it was called North Star. North Star. Sounds like a devil's company. Which it was. It was just a, a crew of douchebags. The hotel sort of took care of us. They took care of us. Uh, the Hilton brand did. Um, I wish they would have gave us more water. Um, but as far as like them being supportive and them uh, giving us cash to get us through, whatever like that, uh, that was really nice of the union. Shout out to the union. I forgot the number. I'll probably edit that in. Northstar was a piece of shit company because they treated the people that were working, they allowed us, they allowed the workers, first of all, they allowed the workers that were working at the hotel at the time, they can't no longer, they can they can no longer go back to work because the hotel is, is not in operation uh, to work for them first. And they were, I believe they were paying, I don't know, I forgot what they were paying. $12 an hour? Maybe it could be more. I, I, I fucking forgot. That The hourly wage wasn't bad. I I remember that. However, the treatment, the racism, and some of them were Mexican. Mexican Mexican-American. Okay? Would treat uh, non-construction people, okay, with no construction background, um, like shit, you know? The ringleader, Kevin. I don't know, dude. Just a, a, a total piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they liked, they they basically would try to control you with trying to, you know, tell you that you know, they'll fire you. They'll let you go. They called us like indigenous people. Yeah, there was a lot of form of racism in the form of treatment. And I'm sure if you interview any of the, uh, 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 any of the island people that were working, 
uh, for North Star. They would tell you the same shit. Be disrespectful. They would touch you as far as pushing you. Talk to you in, in, in profanity. Disrespect when it comes to being in Puerto Rico. The way you show respect. Shake each other's hand. There's a respect there. There's an introduction there. Raul, which was one of the managers, which was the color shit, was a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Sexual harassment would run rapid with that company towards the island people. Rampant. Flirtatious as far as grabbing on girls that necessarily don't want to get grabbed. They don't want to get grabbed. What makes you think you can grab or touch or, 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 or any of that shit? But they were a piece of shit company. They made us destroy perfectly good shit. They made us report on things that weren't exactly destroyed for the insurance company to to pick up the tub. Made things seem like they had more water damage or mole or, or anything like that false. So the insurance company would pick up the tab. Now, mind you, I think you'd have to destroy things because the insurance would be like, well, if you're, if we're, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not a fucking lawyer. But I remember I slashed with, with a blade that it was provided by Northstar. Instructions to cut sofas. So we're brand fucking new in a wrapper in a storage room. We're talking about sofas, lamps, TVs. They would make us, they would deliver these TVs that were in pretty good condition, pretty brand new to the hotel, they would deliver it to their room. They told us that at one point at the end that they would sell us the TVs for $50 each. We would be given the opportunity to. Just a lot of shady shit. So lawyers or whatever the fuck, you should look into that. You should look into that North Star company. I didn't like that piece of shit, and especially that ringleader, whatever manager or foreman that was fucking in charge. I asked him a simple fucking question, and he got his butt hurt about pay, about the demolition guys that weren't getting paid the rate that they were promised. I just said that towards a meeting, and he had a little fit. Go fuck yourself, sir. Go fuck yourself, you corporate piece of shit puppet. They're all puppets. That's exactly why I don't like working for a corporate company because I don't want to fucking be controlled. I don't want to be controlled of what to say, what to wear, what kind of fucking job, all that shit. So I make my own money. I make my own money. On my terms. Not on anybody else's and you can't buy me. You can, you can fucking promise me $100,000 a year. I'm still not going to fucking do it, especially if I'm not into it. I worked for that company for a couple months, for two or three months, where at the end they cut all the employees out, they told us there was no more work, they would call us when there was more work to be uh, to be done at the hotel. All of us worked our asses off, we all worked as a fucking team, 
when we were doing, uh, when we were basically uh, on trash detail, throwing all the furniture off the mezzanine floor to a dumpster that was on the street level, we were all like a chain gang, just handing off sofa, tables, chairs, rugs, drywall. Everything that the demolition guys were throwing out, we were throwing out. Some of us weren't wearing protective gear. All that shit. So, like, to the experience, that was mainly the picture at every other hotel. As far as I saw every time I would drive to work. Because it was a strip of Condado Avenue. It was a strip of hotels. And I... I I understand that we got hit by Maria and shit like that, but don't we have our own construction crews here in Puerto Rico? In Puerto Rico? Where we could have hired? Or, you know, I could be wrong. We could they, they could have taken a hit. Our equipment got fucked. Whatever. Maybe that's why we had to go outside to source the demo and the remodel. But then again, it's, it sucks. You know what I'm saying? It fucking sucks that we can't give the money to the people. That we can't hire our own people. That live on the fucking island. That spend the fucking money on the island. In the island. But these fucking little... These fucking workers. I swear to God from North Star. They, I don't know bro. Like I didn't like not one. Not one of them. They all had a fucking agenda. They all were disrespectful. Like I'll give you an example. In the meeting a girl was laughing. And Raul, which was the the manager, I guess. Piece of shit, Raul. Shout out to Raul, you piece of shit. Was the biggest cunt. Like, he was just just yelled out, shut the fuck up. Or I'll fucking fire you. I'll throw you out. That's word. That's every word that came out of that fucker's mouth. I didn't think it was funny at all. I didn't think it was funny at all can't treat people like that especially island people this isn't this isn't texas and and plus isn't texas like down south isn't that like wholesome the the the, the south treatment howdy ma'am good morning good afternoon that type of that type of kindness. It wasn't shown. So shout out to that piece of shit company. I hope you're still not at the island. I'm sure you are. Actually, there was maybe a, a couple of guys. There was a couple of guys that were fucking awesome. I forgot about those two. I forgot the fucking names. But they were they were nice. They were the one was black and the other one was Mexican. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I forgot I forgot their names. But th- they they were nice. They were nice guys. They would advise us on uh, on uh, you know you were certified through us to do demo, so you're able to shop around. I think we got fourteen dollars an hour. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. And that's the story. The end is I moved back because work got cut. 
No more money coming in. And I wasn't about to spend all the money I saved on just food and surviving because you couldn't just go to the grocery store. I guess you could have. I guess you could have. You could have. I could have. I could have set myself up in a way where the things that got destroyed, I could have replaced. I could have stayed. But it wasn't like... It wasn't like a guarantee that that the job was going to come back. And there was a variable that I wasn't about to gamble. I was thinking about leaving anyways to pursue other things in Chicago. And now I'm back. I'm back in Chicago. And it's either now I make things happen as far as like this podcast. I'm trying to record some funny shit. I don't know if that went kind of depressing at the end. But it's something I had in my heart. It's something I was uh, pissed off about still. That piece of shit company. I love my neighbors that I had. I love um, the people that I met at the Martin's Barbecue. It was a truck that would sell full chickens for $5. And uh, roasted chicken, mind you. And it was how I would survive and not spend as much. I would eat breakfast really cheap. It was like 5 bucks, And then I would go to Martin's Barbecue for dinner. It was like a food truck. And I found out, I found that out later. My friend Ash, Ashley, shout out to Ash, uh, hooked me up on, hey, you want some roasted chicken? I'm like, hell yes. And, uh, man, we we would get high. We would eat chicken. Um, we would just kind of cope and kind of wait around to see what the hotel was going to do as far as reopening and not reopening. And... Uh, it was a sad goodbye because I wanted not to say goodbye in, 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 under these terms. You know, I'll be back. I'm sure I'll be back. I love that island. I love the people that live there. I love how strong that new generation that's coming up is. These old people don't know what's fucking coming. They don't know what's coming. But these young people. These young people, man, they're fucking strong as shit. You can't take the love away from their hearts. That flag is embedded in their DNA. That island is in their DNA, and you can't take it away. Even the old people that are trying to fucking sell the island cheap, that's in that godforsaken capital that looks like Washington. They should paint that shit lime yellow. It should be islandy, not white. That's me being funny. It should be. They should paint that shit yellow one night. That's it. That's all I have for you. This episode was called The Situations. That was a situation. I'm sure there was more to that situation. And this is a situation, really.